This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to the Cabinet HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cabinet. Our guest today is David Soller. David, are you ready to be great today? I'm ready to be great every day. I've got a lot of customers that depend on me being great every day. That's great to hear. David Soller is SPHR, GPHR, SPHRI, PHRI, and APHR, and he's a managing partner of the firm Distinctive Human Resources. He is the creator of the Distinctive HR Learning System that has helped thousands achieve PHR, SPHR, APHR, and GPHR certification, the Human Resources Certification Institute, HRCI. David has 30 plus years of experience as a senior level HR practitioner. He was an HR executive for a Fortune 100 company prior to dedicating his career to HR certification. David recertifies by taking the exams instead of turning points. He holds a master's degree in psychology. Now, before I turn over to David, I was actually a customer of, of David's program. And it's, it, I mean, it is outstanding. The customer service is great. The value of the ad is great. I mean, it's just win-win. I mean, the, the products, the Facebook groups, everything is great. It's, it's so great. Right now, I have an HR coming up trying to get off the ground. If I'm successful, one thing that my people have to do is they have to go to David for a certification. I'm actually going to pay for it, but it's not our certified. That's how great the program is. I mean, it's, and the tricks he, can, he tells you, not tricks, but, you know, pointers he gives you and the you ask a question with the minute someone's helping you out, his team is great. And we just, I can't see enough great things about his program he has. So David, I want to know to you, give us some of your background and everything you're doing to help HR people get certified. Well, thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure being with you today and, and your listeners. Uh, let me say that I'm glad that we work together well, that we formed a good relationship and made a good team because that's the way we try to reach out to all of the customers that wind up using our material that we want them. When you ask me whether I want to be ready to be great today, I actually look at our system as helping people be great to achieve a level of greatness that they may not have ever felt before in the HR profession. What my goal for them is to pass the entrance requirements to become part of the HR intelligentsia, to become maybe perhaps someday a member of the HR Hall of Fame, which there is no such thing, but still, if I had my way, there would be. And the way to become a member of the HR Hall of Fame is you need to become certified in the profession. And whether it's an HRCI certification or SHRM certification, and by the way, I did not list that I'm also SHRM SCP certified, and I've taken their test and passed their test also. And what we're, our goal is is to help people achieve something that they may have thought they never could achieve, and that is professional accreditation. And it is just, as you know, Jason, because you've just gone through the process, they do not give these certifications away easily for free. You've got to reach out there and grab it and take it and pry it out of the cold clasping fingers of either SHRM or HRCI. And earn this certification. Yes, and the only way, only way you can earn that certification is to pass that test, and you did so successfully. So, I'd love to work with any other the rest of you guys out there. You can find us at Distinctive Human Resources Incorporated, or go to the, our website, phrexamprep.com is the name of the site, and find out about our materials or 
sign up for an HRCI exam, and at the same time you sign up for the exam, they also will have offer you something called a bundle package where you can get a discount on a cert prep product, and they give you, there's four choices, ours is one of them, Distinctive HR, even though a lot of people call it the Cyber Program, it's Distinctive Human Resources, Distinctive HR Incorporated, and that's the name of our my company and in our system. Dave, one thing I like about, I like about your teaching person, all the great stories you tell is like, you at least had two or three great stories a day. So you're able to like, you know, whatever you teach on get on that day, you always had a great story. I especially like the story about the, the one old lady who had a, who had the union problem and stuff. I mean, just great stories. How, how do you give them a, come up with these stories? The first experience or just. Yeah. It's battle scars. Jason, battle scars. It is. Yeah. You know, I've been, I'm almost afraid to tell people that I've been an HR professional for 35 years. And for part of that time, I worked for large corporations. I mean, small corporations, large corporations. And then for part of that time, I was an HR consultant. And essentially, when you're a vice president of HR for a large corporation or you're a consultant, the only time your phone rings is when somebody's having a bad day. One of my facilities, one of my HR managers was, was something had happened, phone rang and, or they, you know, and they're being told that OSHA's in the lobby or EEOC sends a certified letter, you know, say, by the way, being in HR, getting certified letters is never a good thing <laughs> because you're being sued by somebody or somebody's investigating something or there's been a complaint filed and now you've got to respond and react to it. And if you're in the field long enough, you will certainly see a lot. This is part of what I love about being in human resources is it changes every day. Every day I thought it would calm down or when I think I have seen it all, something new comes up. When you're dealing with human beings, I mean, something new comes up every day. And that's what part of the complexity and the sophistication of the field of human resources that keeps you challenged and will certainly keep you mentally alert on a day-to-day basis. At least it has for me. That's where my stories came from. I know one thing that a lot of people don't realize is how expansive the body of knowledge HR is doing. I mean, those companies that just do employer engagement, those companies that just do, you know, payroll and benefits. I mean, there's so much stuff in HR, you know, and oh, yeah. it can be, you know, overwhelming sometimes. Well, and that's what you found out, especially, Jason, when you're preparing for one of these certification exams, it's almost like the test writers, the test makers know what you have done because they're not going to ask you questions about that. They're going to ask you questions about the areas that maybe you've never worked in. You've maybe never worked with a union. Maybe you've never designed an executive compensation plan. Maybe you've never done a four-fifth analysis to determine whether you have adverse impact or not in your organization, which is kind of a statistical discrimination tool that we use. They're going to ask you about everything, safety and training, reward system. How about how to manage HR? What is the most important purpose of human resources in every initiative that you launch? So you have to learn the vast body of knowledge and become a really good expert in all the areas, at least You've got to have a smattering of knowledge of all the areas of HR. And it's a challenge to learn all that, as you know, going through the process. And that's what I like about, and that's why I would encourage anyone who is interested in HR certification. It will stretch you. It will grow you. I mean, Jason, I even told you in the first class is that, and you can tell me whether I'm crazy or not, but most people think I'm a fanatic on the first night of class when I would tell them at the end of this 12-week, 14-week, however long your, your CERT prep program is, your preparation program, 
you're going to be different by the end of it. You're not going to come out of the other end the same professional that you were when you started. You're going to be exposed to things that you have never seen before or didn't even know was there. But you got to know all this stuff if you're going to pass the exam. And if you stay in the field long enough, you will gain those skills and gain those abilities. So that, that's, that's very true, David. I mean, even just going the course itself make, makes, makes you a better HR professional, I think. In fact, I think that's the real advantage. I mean, a lot of people look at it that, you know, they want their business card. And no, by the way, nobody's business card looks like mine with all the certifications that I've got on, on my business card. You know, it's crazy. Nobody needs it unless you're doing like I do, which is kind of the certification guy uh, for a lot of people trying to help guide them through the process. But they want to earn that one certification and hang those letters next to their name. And I always look at it and go, no, no, that's not the real benefit. The real benefit is the preparation process, because when you finish, by the time you sit for the exam, you're going to already have recognized and realized benefits to the prep process that has made you more knowledgeable, given you more KSAs, more knowledge, skills, and abilities than you ever thought possible. So you have to improve simply getting prepared to sit for the exam. People that walk in cold off the street and try to pass those certification exams, and those certification exams take no prisoners. I mean, national pass rates are in the 50% range in the field of human resources. So you walk in cold off the street, you are just, it, that is a recipe for disaster. You're, it's, you're committing not professional suicide, but at least certification suicide because you're not going to pass. I mean, most people cannot. Maybe you could, but most people cannot. You've got to prepare. I know it takes it's an investment in time on, your, on, on, on everybody's part. It takes a lot of hours. Now, I know in the course you tell us what hours we should be prepared to invest. What is that number of hours again? Yeah, it depends on your background. You know, the more exposed you are, the deeper your experience level, the less time you're going to need. The newer you are in the profession or the more specialized you have been in the profession because these are generalist exams. They're not going to ask you just about one particular area. Let's say you're in training and development. All right, fine, but they're going to ask you about safety. They're going to ask you about compensation design and administration. They're going to ask you about unions. They're going to ask you about employee relations, how to hire, how to fire, how to promote, how to discharge. They're going to ask you about all those other areas you haven't worked in. So if you do not have a generalist background at a fairly high level, then you're talking about maybe upwards uh, or up to the level of about 200 man hours of study. If you are very experienced, then maybe only about 100 hours of study preparation. And I know that sounds like a lot, but generally we recommend about a 90-day preparation process. So if it's 90 days you're talking, if you're very experienced, only maybe an hour a day. If you're less experienced and less exposed in the profession, then maybe an hour and a half, two hours a day, or even more on the weekends, Monday through Friday. But you know, one of the fallacies, one of the myths that a lot of people have is because they come up through the public school system in Bennett's college, you know, and, and they where they crammed before they set for the exam. Not for this kind of exam. This kind of exam, you got to start and kind of pace yourself, budget yourself to learn a little bit every day for this 90-day period. And if you do that, you've got a really great chance of passing an exam. Jason, as you said, we've got a system. It's a proven system. It's 
been in the works for 22 years that I've been developing this thing. I have tried every methodology, every technique, every cheat system I could think of to try to help people give them an advantage and give them an edge to be able to pass the exam. And the system we've developed it to is the system that we have found helps the most people, which is why instead of a 50% pass rate, we've got more like a 90% pass rate with the people that follow our system religiously and do it the way we tell them to do it. I mean, I hear from people every day, ah, your system doesn't work. And I go and check their online access and then see, I'm big brother. I can go and see whether they've, they've been online using the practice quizzes and watching the videos and, and doing all the, the things, playing the games that we've asked them to do. And if they haven't done it, I go, no, you tried to do it your way, not my way, and you were not as successful. And the way most people try was the way they learned going to high school, going to elementary school, middle school, maybe even college. And those academic approaches do not necessarily transfer. Professional body of knowledge is much greater, much broader. So thinking you're going to cram and take a couple of weeks to study, not unless you're some kind of, of savant, build this body of knowledge slowly and surely over a period of time. And that's what we have found works. Yes, you definitely have to change your thought process of studying. And it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a change they have to make. And the quicker you make it, the easier it's going to be on you. Now, you actually provide HR certification for everyone for worldwide, right? All other countries, correct? Uh, and yes, we do provide these programs via webinar, via the wonders of modern electronics. And we can hook up electronically and deliver these programs anywhere anybody is. The only thing they have to to do is like Jason is on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, you've got to allow for that time differential. And normally I do three programs a week. I do one on Tuesday nights here on the East Coast. I'm in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Uh, so we do one from six to nine on Tuesday nights. We do one on Friday afternoons from one to four East Coast time, Eastern time. And then we do one on Sunday evenings from six to nine and that really picks up a lot of West Coasters that can't do it during the week because of the work conflicts and schedules. But we get people from all over the world. And they just have to, I mean, I've had people getting up at 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. their time in Hong Kong or in Greece or in the Ukraine or all over the world that people have tuned in for these programs because people want a program that will match up and appeal to their lifestyle and to their learning styles, uh, depending on where they are and what their location is. And we, my Tuesday and Friday programs have live students also who are sitting out there. And the experience we try to give people is, is that they're right there in the classroom with us. It's me speaking online and video uh, where they can see me live but I also have assistants who are monitoring and typing in answers, responding to their questions. And if it's something they can't respond to, they pitch it to me and then I answer it. I repeat the question and answer for the entire audience. But we try to integrate both live audience and, and webinar students all into one program to give them the best learning opportunity possible and to simulate, frankly, and to engage them into a, real live program that's going on and they can engage in and they can participate in. And I appreciate the fact that you would let your students, they want to, they could go all, all three, you know, webinars they want to, you know, it's up to them. You didn't say, Oh, you can only do this one. You let them go to all three. I know a lot of, a lot of students appreciate that. 
Yeah, we know that what I'm really trying to do is take away any excuse anybody has. I want to say, look, I'm, and this is what I even say in my program, I'm going to do my part to help you get certified. You've got to do your part, which is to put in the work. But we even, Jason, as you know, we even offer all, offer office hours. Yes. And on Mondays and Thursdays, I would also get online for any of my students that had questions that want to talk directly to me, and we would answer questions. All I do is give them a period of time uh, on Mondays and Thursdays where they can check in with me and ask me questions. I, I don't go in with any prepared script like I do in class. In class, I know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I've got my stories that I tell that you evidently like Grandma Moses and that story of a little old lady. And that was true. And most of my stories actually have some real truth to them anyway. But they're all designed to help people learn. I learned a long time ago that people remember stories and they don't remember jokes. Now, I don't tell any jokes. I tell stories, but some of the stories are very humorous. They're very cute. And, but they all have teaching points to them that people can walk away with those actual real life, life case studies and they'll remember them. And I've heard from thousands of people that we've worked with over the years about how they may not remember everything, but they remember the stories in the on exam day because the way they're gonna earn that credential is passing a three hour, 175 question exam. And as you know, Jason, they're gonna ask you about everything. It's gonna be all over the place. And you gotta be able to answer those questions. And they're gonna give you a lot of scenarios and a lot of situations, which are cases and examples. And then you've got to try to figure out what the best answer option is. And the stories and the cases that we provide in the program help do that. Yes, so David, moving on. Talk to us about a time that you were successful in the past, what you learned from the success, and what our listeners can learn from this. You know, I measure my success nowadays, I mean, and I've done the HR thing for so long that now I look at the way I measure success is what my pass rate is in my class. I mean, I am not satisfied unless I have 100% pass rate. And we have had groups of students that are 100% invested in the program and therefore became 100% successful in passing the exam. But the way I measure it is, see, I don't get to choose all of my students of the candidates that I work with. I have had some that when we started the program and I looked at it and I was like, this poor soul has no chance of passing and earning their credentials. But it's a dream they have. It is something that a goal, a target that they have set for themselves. And my job is to help them. And 12 weeks later, I get a phone call, I get an email from this individual saying they're now professionally accredited. And I'm running around the room, you know, pumping my fists in the air going, I'm a genius you know, for helping this person who maybe was not so, so much of a genius, uh, that that's our goal is to help them earn those credentials. And we have a, almost every class, I have somebody that I know it's a reach goal for them to earn their credentials. And when that happens, that lights me up like it's Christmas morning and I'm 10 years old again. So that's something that I've, one of the ways I measure my success or, and or failure. Uh, but that's, that's a way of measuring my success when I can help somebody that I think really had no little to no chance of, of earning their credentials. That's great to hear David. So segue to the next question, talk about a time you failed, what you learned from this failure and what we can learn from this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, See, I learn from my failures all the time. I am, I'm going to tell you that I'm as thin-skinned as the next guy, but 
when someone fails, it hurts me. I can hear from 50 people in a day that they all pass the exam and one person tells me they failed. That hurts me. But what really hurts me is when I expected them to pass, when they put in the effort and they put in the time and they followed my system, then I have to question me, what did I do wrong? How can I improve this system? Now, I've had 22 years to try to improve this system, and it's been the school of hard knocks along the way. And people give me criticism, and I welcome constructive criticism. I'm not a big fan of the haters, the one who just, you know, that want to criticize and, and uh, give destructive criticism. But when they can give constructive criticism, I will listen with both ears, and I will adjust and adapt and change. And frankly, what I have been doing for the last three months, it's in the summer months right now when you're doing this interview, Jason, and what I try to do is recreate and improve and listen to the critics and what we have done wrong and what we could do better and how we can improve this system. And that's, that's what I continuously try to do. So after action reports, I know is what the military calls it, but when I failed I, and I, somebody didn't pass, it should have passed, you know, it's on me. And I tell them, look, it wasn't you. It was me. I've got to do a better job, and, and I'm going to improve my, my system, my techniques, so that it will help you pass next time. And what I tell people is, let's don't quit. Let's go back to it. Let's, let's stay at it. And probably the people that I have the most respect for, because I'm in the business of both success and failures. I mean, there are winners and losers with this whole certification game. We have a lot more winners than we have losers, but I stick with the losers. I let people retake the program for free if they fail the exam. We're going to come right back. I'll give them upgrades. I'll give them personal attention. I will sit down with them, map out a, a personal study plan when they get their grades and their scores because we want to be successful in the long run. So I, I look at defeat is only a temporary issue. It's only a temporary state of mind, and we're going to come right back at it and it's going to cost a little bit of money because they're going to have to pay HRCI to retake the exam again. But let's go back at it and let's get it a second time around. And a lot of, a lot of people do. Some people it takes more than two tries or more than one try. But let's keep trying and let's keep going. And I will also keep trying and keep working with that individual until we are successful. Those are some great insights, David. Next, um, talk about how somebody has helped you in the past and how that person helped you. Well, right now, my students help me. I mean, the most. They give me a lot of feedback, a lot of insight uh, about what's on their exams, what went on their exams. And, and so it's almost like, like you and I, Jason, it's almost like we form a bond. I went to the National Sherman Conference back in, in uh, June uh, down in New Orleans this past year uh, and in, in D.C. the uh, year before. And it is very rewarding and satisfying to me to meet people there that come up and everybody is like they've known me because they've spent all this time with me either online or live in the programs that they're they get to know me pretty well and i get to know them to some degree but they get to know me better and so all their guards are down we're like long lost buddies even though i'm looking at them maybe for the first time ever because they've been on the webinar and they've seen me every time, but I haven't seen them. And so they come up and they give me great insight, great tips, great advice. They tell me their live stories and I learn a lot from them. Uh, but it, the individual I learned the most from 
that I think we maybe all did was my original mentor way back 35 years ago, right out of fresh out of college, out of graduate school, and decided I did not want to be a psychologist. I wanted to do something different. And so I decided, let's try human resources. Because there, if you get fed up with somebody, you can fire them. You know, but you can't do that uh, if you're offering therapy to people. So I went into HR. I really liked it. I enjoyed the, the work. They tried to move me out of it for a lot of years. But the original mentor, a gentleman by the name of Brian Harris, who's passed away since then, was the guy that gave me a start used to call me college boy all the time because I was, and I was, I was very educated, but very green in the ways of people. And he taught me a lot and gave me a lot of practical tips, advice, and really kind of helped me grow as a human being and as an HR practitioner. So I will always be indebted to him for, for that helping hand he gave me in the beginning. Used to be in the field of human resource, still is to some extent, extent they want you to be about 25 years old with about 35 years of experience to yes. get your initial entry level job and finding that first job and that first pathway is a hard thing to do and he gave me that first pathway opportunity david I've, I've tried to do it from then on on my own yes sir next tell us about tell us something about yourself that most people don't know like i'm sure your family knows your friends know but something about you don't know like david seller does this or just a price. Uh, David Siler does. David Siler pretty much lives for work. I work out every morning. Uh, I swim. I bike. I lift weights. I find going to the gym is cheaper than hiring a psychologist to work with all these neurotic HR professionals that I work with that have test anxiety and stress and are freaking out. And so I need my own help and my way of dealing with the stress of the job is I go and I leave it in the gym. I, I use sweat therapy. So maybe that's that's something that a lot of my students don't know that I work with, uh, that I, I try to go to the gym every day. And I hammer, and the more stress I have on me, the more I hammer in the gym. So David, next one, I'll have you talk about something. Right now, I think in the HR, there's a, a called new HR and old HR. The HR, yes, and HR, no. And it's like some kind of struggle going on right now within HR. Can you okay. talk about that for a little bit? You mean whether to make HR a career or not? No. Is like, that what you're saying by yes or no? No, like the, like, you know, the old HR is somebody comes in with a problem and they always say uh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With the new yeah, HR, yeah. they try to say yes or try to find a way to say yes. And I say, I think if you use an HR of yes, how yeah, do, no, how I, do you make I, people of HR know to become the HR yes? Yeah, I, I'm a big believer that the, the saying is that the answer is yes. Now, what's your question? HR is a pure support function. And the more knowledgeable you are, the more skilled you are, the more experience and exposure you have, the more options you can offer the operational side of your business. And the goal of human resources is to be viewed as a strategic partner to the operation side. And I don't care what you do in business, whether you're a nonprofit, government, workforce, in the military, that's one of my, the Army is one of my largest customers. Maybe that's something a lot of people don't know. I work a lot with the military. Or you're a for-profit organization, manufacturing, whatever, regardless, in human resources, and we are often the butt of jokes and we are dis deservedly the butt of jokes because we are saying no, because we are a bunch of paper pushing bureaucrats. And that is not 
what a modern progressive HR department ought to be. What you ought to be is a way of when they come in to say, well, traditionally we haven't done it this way, but let's come up with a plan together. Let's figure this out so that the operational side of the business can execute and perform like we want them to, to help this organization to continue to stay healthy and if we can help the operational side of the business achieve their goals, which is selling widgets or, or producing widgets or providing services, whatever it is that your organization is, we need to figure out how we can help them succeed. I think a lot of HR professionals that I've dealt with over the years view their job to say no to the operational side, all that, to be a gate, to be an obstacle thrown in their path. That is not what our role is. Our role is to to be a helper. Our role is to be that strategic partner that they come to because they know that you've got options and answers that they haven't considered. And that's the way to be captain yes instead of captain no every time a an operations person walks into office and the operations people will come see you more if they view that you actually have real pragmatic practical tips and advice and solutions to the problems they're facing. And they've got problems and we've got the skills that can help them to succeed. And if you if you do help them succeed, you're gonna be held up on a pedestal, you're gonna be invited to the to the conference room, to the strategy planning table, and not just to bring the coffee and the donuts, but actually to be in the room as a contributing member and perhaps one of the best strategists in the room. But you got to change your mindset first. And that mindset has got to be, yeah, that we're going to help you. And we're going to say yes to you, not no all the time. David, that's just great advice, great insights. I just hope more of our HR counterparts start following that advice. Well, that's something I got a lot of passion about. And it's something also I'm going to tell you that if you wind up sitting for your PHRS, PHR exam, you better adopt that mindset on that exam also, which is to how to become a strategist. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of bureaucrats, a lot of paper pushers in our field, and there's not but a few strategists out there. And strategists are hard to find, rare as hen's teeth, but they're the ones that make the big bucks, and they're the ones that are going to help you in your career if you can become that kind of individual and adopt that mindset. Yes, very true. David, can you provide our listeners like some links, your social media links or, or website links? Sure. Uh, if you're interested in our products, interested in our services, uh, if you want to take a class and you want the best class in the world, uh, and I'm saying that, I'm smiling when I'm saying that, but I mean every word of that, you want to go to phrexamprep.com, P-H-R-E-X-A-M-P-R-E-P.com. And you can get the links, you can find out about our products, you can find out about our programs and when we do them and and we're launching them all year round now that HRCI has gone to year round testing. Uh, you also can, if you want free stuff, I mean, there's even some free things on that site, but I do during the teaching season, I do a free question of the day and a tip of the day on Facebook and it's distinctive human resources, Inc comma Inc is not David Seiler, but distinctive human resources, Inc is the name of the Facebook page. We put out a free question one day, we put the answer the next day, we put tips, a tip and a piece of advice about how to sit for and prepare for and pass the exam on that site every day 
for about 170 days uh, during the period. The only time we really take off that we will not be posting is during the summer months of June, July, and August. Otherwise, we're posting out there every day something new, something fresh, announcements. But you, it's a community of HR professionals that are all in the same boat of preparing to sit for and pass those exams. And they are, uh, you'll find out if you are going for your certification prep or if you're just thinking about it. Come out there and play with those daily questions and see how prepared you would be and test yourself on those daily questions. You don't have to post your answers, but a lot of people do. But you would find out you're not alone, that there's a lot of other HR professionals that are going through the same challenging process of getting themselves ready to earn their professional credentials. And for our listeners, all the links will be on our show notes on our website and on iTunes. So David, before we end our talk to get together, any last words of advice or wisdom you'd like to pass on to the listeners? Other than I know that a lot of people, and I, I guess since I'm, I'm in the field of certification, I'm talking about certification. Uh, a lot of people still ask me, which one should I get, SHRM or, or HRCI? And it's still almost three to one. People are earning their HRCI credentials over the SHRM credentials. And that's been several years now. I would have thought if Sherm was really going to cut into the market, they would. So if your question is going to be which certification should I go for, I'm going to tell you still the, the granddaddy's certifications to hold, the ones that are most respected are still the, the PHRS, PHR certifications. They've got this new one for HRCI called APHR, Associate Professional Human Resources. But Sherm, hopefully someday theirs will pick up some momentum and they will – also become a respected certification. But right now, at least the time that I'm being interviewed today, PHRS, PHR is a certification you want. That's the last words of advice I got for you today. Thank you, David. Sure, sure will not like that much, but that's still, <laughs> it's the truth. It's my observation. Yes, indeed. David, thank you for spending this time with us. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy person. You're doing a lot of great things for not only HR people, but it's for people in general. You know, you really do know, you have a great program, great people. And I really appreciate everything you did for me. Uh, I'd like to see you continue to do that for our listeners. To our well, listeners, thank you very much. I appreciate the time you spent with us. And remember to be great every day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Cadmus HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit CadmusHR.com or connect to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cadmus HR or Jason Cadmus HR on Snapchat. Thanks again and be great every day.